Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody, on this chilly, gonna-be-icy day as we begin uh, another show here on Political Coffee. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Let me ask you this question. This is a, a great piece in the Northwest Observer. You know, this is a question you could use to start a conversation about elections, election integrity. Here's what it is. You know, if you were going to be having such a conversation maybe over Christmas, Christmas holiday with, you know, somebody in your family. In simple terms, I'm reading from an article in the Northwest Observer. Mail-in ballot elections rest on a fundamental contradiction. Let me just say this again. Mail-in elections, mail-in ballot elections are predicated in my words, on a fundamental contradiction. Listen to this. If we have the secret ballot because we don't trust government, why do we trust government to count our secret ballots? Think about that for a moment. If we have the secret ballot because we don't trust government, why do we trust the government to count our secret ballots? Lots to talk about. It's a great piece. It's uh, written by Mark DeCourcy. It's in the Northwest Observer. You can see that at northwestobserver.com. And it, it, it is good. Folks, this is a profoundly important uh, article written by Mark and his wife, who spent a bunch of hours observing county staff that were in Marion County that were processing ballots. And he talks about many things here that are a piece of this puzzle. But that's the essence of it. Why do we have the secret ballot? Well, he answers that question. It's because of America's past of intimidation in voting processes in certain places. Chicago by the mob is a great example of that. It's pretty obvious here. We have a secret ballot for a reason. So a voter cannot be identified and targeted. Now, if we have a secret ballot, 
because we don't trust government, why do we trust government to count and process our secret ballot? Now, again, you want to start a conversation, not a fight, but a conversation. That's a great way of doing it. There's another great letter here, by the way, in the Albany Democrat Herald. Well, actually, it's... Um, It's from Gary Hartman out of Lebanon. And it's about, the headline is simply this. Measure 114 won't curtail a single criminal. Uh, Yep, that's exactly right. And he starts off this saying, those in Portland, in Eugene, and other liberal bastions have made a significant error in voting for gun control in Measure 114. The first result has just happened. Now, this is collateral damage. Listen to this. Each year, the East Albany Lions Club raises money for children's causes, sight and hearing charities by hosting the January gun show, the Lynn County Fair and Expo Center. The proceeds of table rent go towards helping those charities. Not anymore. And lost revenue to the Expo Center as well. Why? Because Measure 114 kills gun shows as it stops all lawful gun show firearm purchases that were legal after passing an FBI background check. This is due to the additional Measure 114 requirement for a costly special permit and training prior to even be allowed to buy a gun. A previously non-existent requirement that was foolishly added to this measure. How many firearms stores and supporting businesses and employment will be destroyed by this sappy measure? It will not curtail a single criminal or lawbreaker in any way whatsoever. We don't need the Portland Eugene Kingdom mentality to control all of Oregon. There's another conversation starter you could have with somebody Did you know that Measure 114 is going to hurt charities? You know, like what the Lions Club do for children's causes, their sight and hearing charities. Did you know Measure 14 is going to stop that? Why? Well, because it stops all gun shows in essence. Oh, you can have them, but nobody can buy anything there. Why? Because you have to have the permit first before you can buy. And the Lions Club got money from table rent. The table rent went to help the Lions Club, help kids. So there's two items that I have just given you, and I I hope you seriously take this to heart, and I mean that. Two items I've just given you that you could use to begin persuasive conversations with persuadable people. There's more that's going on out there, including the yesterday, day one of the Cary Lake trial down in Maricopa County. 
And we'll get to that and we'll do a quick recap of it for you so that you can at least understand kind of what's going on there and how this impacts us. Now, the Democrat money laundering scheme known as FTX, Sam, Sam Bankman-Fried, you know, the cryptocurrency thing. Well, it appears that his girlfriend has thrown him under the bus She's pleading guilty to fraud and agrees to cooperate with the DOJ. Now, why is this important to Oregon? Well, because Sam Bankman-Fried spent a lot of money in Oregon. In fact, he gave a half a million dollars to the Democrat Party of Oregon. And they are not saying whether they're going to give it back. Now, what's interesting is that some of these people, members of Congress and others who got donations from Sam Bankman-Fried are saying, well, we're going to donate it to charity. Oopsies, he's being charged with a federal crime. If you donate it to charity, the government can go into that charity and claw it back. Oopsies. Hey, Democrat Party of Oregon, did you know? I mean, look, folks, there's billions of dollars missing here in this cryptocurrency scam. Democrat Party of Oregon, they, the federal government, can reach into your bank account and take it out. Claw it back, it's called. Now, do we expect them to do that? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this plays out. But I'll tell you this. The Democrat Party of Oregon now, which has made national news, has refused to say if they're going to give the money back. They would be wise to go do that right now. And they could do it easily. All they need to do is call up the SEIU or AFSCME or the Teachers Union, the OEA, and just say, hey, can you uh, backfill this for us? Now, that's been a little bit harder. Why? Well, because of the Freedom Foundation. The fact that they've been educating government workers in Oregon about how they can leave the union. And for the first time ever, most of these unions have had to go to their national organizations in Oregon, the, the national organizations, and ask that they give money to help with their campaigns in Oregon. Because the Freedom Foundation has done such a great job in educating workers. Uh, an Arizona judge, by the way, has said that Attorney General candidate Abe Hamada who is behind his Democrat opponent in Arizona for attorney general by 512 votes, folks, that his challenge can go to trial also. Now, I don't know how this is going to turn out. But we'll get into a little bit more of it as we go through the show today. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. Dot news. You can go to the Telegram page of Political Coffee Clatch. I do have a link to it. Thank you, Fred, for giving me the uh, the link to that. Thank you, Avis, for a number of great videos out there. Also, 
there's a um, a judge dismissed a lawsuit challenging Oregon's new heat and wildfire smoke rules. A federal magistrate. This is a lawsuit brought by the Oregon Manufacturers and Commerce or Association, Oregon Loggers, and the Oregon Forest Industries Council that contended that these new rules, the air quality fluctuates due to a number of factors, not just wildfire smoke. Now, these rules covered more than just wildfires, folks. They covered any outdoor new rules and regulations that employers have to put in place if the temperature reaches 80 degrees or more. You know, like roofers. And then when the heat index hits 90 degrees, they have to monitor their workers for signs of stress and the buddy system through radio and their specific rest schedules. All of this got the the challenge to this got thrown out by a judge. He says, well, it's just common sense. Why do we need it if it's common sense? Hmm? Really, judge, think about it. If it's common sense and employers are already doing this, why do we need it? There have been very few complaints. This is what you get. This is the nanny state on steroids in Oregon. Also, the new DEQ rule, zero emission from all internal it bans the sale of new internal combustion engines in Oregon including diesels does it apply to tractors I wonder back in a moment Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Merry Christmas to you all, he said politically incorrectly. It's cold out there. I mean, really cold, and it's going to get even colder, folks. Great reason for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. If your system is not keeping up and you're really miserable, give them a call. They'll get out to your place right away, your home or your office, your business, or even your apartment complex. They'll get it fixed for you. Call them, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, Freedom Heating and Air. Net. Don't be cold. Come on now. We'll get to uh, our first caller. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line caller. Good morning. How are you? And what do you think on today's topics? Good morning. Hi. Hi. Who's this? Uh, this is Darlene. Hey, Hi, I, Darlene. Just, I just want a couple of pieces of information that I didn't catch. I'm, I'm not online. I'm 81, and I just... Um, I just can't do things that other people do sometimes. But would you give me the the phone number and the address of Freedom Foundation, please? And you don't have to keep me on the line. You can you can just do it over the air if that's okay with you. Um, 
hang on a second here, and I will do that for you just in a momento here. Mm. Just bring up their websites, freedomfoundation.com for uh, the rest of you. Let's see here. Where is, uh, let's see, let's see here, let's see. Um, okay, in Oregon, they have a Salem office here. Oh, good. And then, yeah, and the number is uh, 503, of course. 951. 951, okay. S- 6208. Okay, 953 951. I'm sorry, 503 951 6208. Yes, ma'am, and, okay. they're, and they have a P.O. box. And it is again in Salem. And it's 1814. Four six, one eight one four six, and that's nine seven three zero five is the zip code nine seven three zero five. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. Have a great day. By and the way, uh, Darlene, uh, that is my mother's name. How do you spell yours? My first name. Yes. Yeah. D a r l e n e. E n e. Yeah. My mother spells hers. I-N-E. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, and I appreciate so much what you do. Thank you, Darlene. I I can't tell you how much it means to have you call, first of all. Secondly, uh, to wish you the very best out there. Have a wonderful Christmas. Be blessed in everything you do. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Okay? Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. There you go. Freedomfoundation.com, folks. They are doing incredibly great work in educating government workers by the way you know this uh, call-in talk line is sponsored by power buke gmc we thank them for that but also another member of the power auto group sponsors this show specifically and that's power honda and they're down in albany you want if you're just interested in a good new or used automobile why don't you check out what they have their inventory You can do that easily at MyPowerHonda.com. It's MyPowerHonda.com. By the way, I will have on the show plan this advanced clean cars rule. And it will ultimately, here's the bottom line, folks. It's ultimately going to eliminate the sales of all internal combustion engines. Now, what I've got to determine is I actually need to read through the entire rule to know if it means all internal combustion engines, like tractors and combines and that kind of thing, or if there is exemptions for it. And, and, I'll, uh, and I'll figure that out at, at some point. Reading these rules is very convoluted. And, uh, but at any rate... Maybe you want to comment on that. By the way, this was a cut and paste. In fact, the article in the Northwest Observer about this basically says it's a cut and paste of exactly what California did. Northwestobserver.com. That's Mike Nierman's uh, website, folks, in his paper. And it's, uh, and it's a good one. There's a little bit of a controversy also about attorney Turner city councilors facing a recall 
for online posts about children with cancers, a Statesman Journal article. Now, if you read through the article and you read through what this particular counselor said, now a chief petitioner says this this counselor, um, Mark McCracken, who has only been there since 2021, says, He's a bully, and I think his actions culminated in his actions. Really speak to the character of his person. Now, it sounds really bad, doesn't it? Go down and read the actual things that he said. And he apologized. He said, I'm very sorry for the pain you're feeling in the road you have to travel. And he's talking about a woman with a three-year-old child who is one of 300 children out of 10 million in America. This is what he pointed out in his post. Now, people said it was insensitive. He said, I'm apologizing. Well, this chief petitioner came to his door and berated and yelled at him for five minutes. He kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It wasn't enough. Is this a woke, crazy person? now that has caused this counselor to face a recall or does he deserve it read the article you tell me back in a moment Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes before the top. Great to have you with us on Christmas week. As uh, we face an ice storm that is coming, it is uh, good advice if you have some batteries and a little extra food around... um, be very careful about any supplemental heat if you lose electricity uh, so that you don't carbon monoxide yourself to death. But be prepared, folks. It, it is going to be a tough, tough day. We will go to the phones uh, in a momento. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. By the way, those of you who have one of those Roombas, there's a story today. <laughs> This is why I don't have any more devices in my home that can be turned on to listen to me than necessary. You know, like those things you get from those big companies. Anyway, a Roomba, you know, one of those floor cleaners, robots, recorded a woman sitting on a toilet. No kidding. How did those screenshots end up on Facebook? Think about it. You know, when you call out to one of them machines you have in your home to say, hey, turn on the lights, do this, do that. What is it recording? Your television, like the one I have on right now, which is a TCL, comes out of China. Does it have 
Apparently it does. According to the U.S. military, which doesn't allow them in any U.S. facility. Why? Because they can be directly connected to the Internet. Why? Because they're made in China. Why? Because they have all kinds of back doors that the Chinese government can turn on, including maybe a hidden camera that can watch you in your home. By the way, the U.S. military doesn't allow these in their facilities, but they allow them to be sold to soldiers at the PX. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, I, I just thrown it out there, folks. You know, as you're buying gifts for people, think about that. Seriously. You want to buy stuff that is easily... I mean, look, it's bad enough that my iPhone and all the apps on it are recording what I'm saying right now. It's bad enough that the U.S. government has computer systems, AI, listening to everything I am saying right now. And if I say the wrong words, maybe a human being gets to listen to the recording. All of this without a 14th Amendment court order, by the way, which means it's unconstitutional. I'm just saying. Let's go to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. I'm in a good mood, and I hope you are too. It's always good when your talk show host is in a good mood. Let's go to Fred. Fred, good morning. Well, good morning. It's great to hear you. I posted some uh, interesting information on the political coffee clutch uh, uh, telegram group. I see it. Thank and you, by the way. And what interested me most of all was uh, Viva Fry and Barnes. They sat through the seven hours of testimony at the trial yesterday. You're talking. You're talking about the Cary Lake trial, right? The Cary Lake trial in yes. Arizona. The two things that came out of there: one uh, was in the morning, the, um, they printed ballots. The you know the on-demand ballot printer at the polling location yep. it printed a 19 inch image on 20 inch paper so it looked perfect but because the registration was off when you put it to the tabulator it wouldn't take it wouldn't read it it would air out so you'd sit it do it four or five times and then finally you had to put it into drawer three to quote their reminds <laughs> me of Monty Hall Yes, Monty, I like door three, and you find the jackasses behind the door. But um, I went and saw, uh, took pictures on the TV that um, door three had 17,000 ballots. That means that there were 17,000 ballots that did not go through the tabulator in a normal way that got put aside into separate bag and sent on to the the M tech MC tech the where they count them right well how many did she lose by 17,000 oh look she there's 9,000 provisional ballots how many people went in and and said hey I'm ready to vote oh no you already voted well what do we do well provisional ballot well 17 was nice 26 looks 
really shaky to me. And then that lady in the afternoon, Heather Honey, she talked about um, the ballot. Um, when you move ballots from one location to another, you pick them up, you bring them in. They're in a sealed container. You break the zip tie nylon seal, and you count the ballots when they come in. They did that for all the other days of the pre-early voting, but they did not do it on election day. So how do you know how many ballots come in? Oh, I know Washington State, Christine Gregoire, she won by 132. You know what? Oh, look, there's a box of ballots over here that didn't get counted. Those have to come in, and we have to put, we can't leave them out. We've got to count them. How do you know if you don't count ballots when you move them from one place to another? And that, that was the race where somebody Nino Rossi, in 5, she won the governorship. And what's interesting is later, Fred, they found out that there were over a thousand illegal votes cast by University of Washington students. Over a thousand. Yet they didn't try to overturn. It was, it was well after Christine Gregoire was governor. They didn't try to overturn it. But, oh, they just happened to find that later. That's very interesting. I got to ask you a quick question, Fred, before I let you go. The, with the, the free uh, and uh, Barnes commentary, which you have a link yes. to on the Political Coffee Clatch Telegram page, folks. You can go there. Go to Telegram. Search for political coffee clatch. Okay. Let me ask you this. What did they get the sense in their commentary watching this testimony? Did they get the sense that the judge was really making it hard for Carrie Lake's team to present their case? No, I didn't think that he was making it. No, they didn't. They thought it was pretty fair and that he was somewhat coaching, uh, Blem and uh, uh, Carrie Lake lawyer Blem and the other one uh, Ken Olson. And if you really want to watch something, seven hours and twenty minutes to seven hours and thirty-five minutes, right near the end of the Viva Lake, that was, was hilarious because they said that the, the um, prosecuting, no, the defendants' lawyers for the state made the. Uh, petitioner's case says, hey, you're a liar. You're kind of a nitwit. Just shut up. Don't ask any more questions. You're proving the case. <laughs> That's funny. Fred, thank you for sharing you're that welcome. recap with us. Merry Christmas. It. Merry Christmas, darling. Merry everybody. Christmas to you, Fred. Turn your water faucet on. Let it drip a little yes. bit. Don't go with frozen pipes. It's going to get really cold. That's exactly, that's great advice. And folks, if you have neighbors, like especially elderly people, check in on them. Make sure that they're, if they're worried about their pipes breaking, make sure that they're dripping their faucets also. Uh, make sure they have some heat. Just be looking out for other people. It ain't government's job. It's our job to do it. Thank you, Fred. Be blessed. Merry Christmas to you. By the way, folks, you can read the recap. And Fred just gave you, he stole my thunder. <laughs> It's at the Gateway Pundit. I will have it up on the show plan at kslm.news where you can um, where you can see it under the local podcasts. Click on local podcasts. 
click on today's show and not only can you listen to the entire show again and you can download it, but you can also see each of the stories that uh, that we talk about here today because I have a link to all of them, including the um, Telegram page. So the recap of the first day of the Cary Lake trial is uh, is there. Who knows how this is going to turn out? That's why we need to pray that the judge makes the right decision here. Another great decision for you is if you are thinking about buying or selling a home, why don't you call Rebecca Donaldson? She and her team are on top of their game. That's how she won Best of the Willamette Valley. She really knows what's going on from day to day, the changes in the real estate market. That benefits you in a lot of ways. Give her a call, Rebecca Donaldson at 269-0747. That's 503-269-0747. Or check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. Back in a moment, folks. Don't go away. Last segment coming up for today. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes to the top of the hour, or you can send me an email, and I'll do my best to read it on the air today. Don't have much time, folks. That's Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff kslm.news like the one I got from Rosalie it's about Christian persecution is starting she says you may have seen this op-ed we must stand strong I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't happening in the Salem schools and others with the radical agenda they've installed and the Department of Education is pushing this is actually a Colorado op-ed about what's going on it's written uh, by Anita Griffey, and it's Colorado Christians, this is the headline, have felt the first winds from the coming harassment storm. It's very interesting. Also, another email from Julie about the internal combustion engine. You know, these new rules that are going to do away with internal combustion engines in Oregon by 2035. Here's what Julie writes. She said, first, the internal combustion engine has a higher IQ than the writers of this regulation. <laughs> Secondly, she writes, the internal combustion engine is among the most efficient means of transport. Third, I can see greater Oregon may have, may include greater areas. People in Idaho like internal combustion engines. Fourth, when they ban tractors, call. I know how to harness and drive a team of horses. <laughs> you may well have an endless supply of politically correct fertilizer. Oh, that's good, Julie. Perfect. And then uh, Linda writes about Freedom Heating and Air. Listen to this. When Freedom Heating and Air installed my furnace, I did not do the remote access option simply because the government can't control whether I heat my house or not. Glad I did that. Yeah. 
They're called radio programmable thermostats. They are the law down in California now. Any new heating system, any new heating system upgrade has to have a radio programmable thermostat, which allows the government of California, California as I call them, to lower or increase the heat the temperature of your home without your knowledge whenever they want. Now, again, a couple of questions you could ask over the Christmas holiday. If we have a secret ballot because we don't trust government, why do we trust government to count our secret ballots? Now, there's a great story I want to share with you um, about the Christmas truce of 1914 during the First World War. And I'm going to share this with you in just a moment. And this is really a great story, and I want you to listen to it. But first, got to talk to Art. Art, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. Hey, if they're going to ban internal combustion engines, Jeff, what are you going to do about flying, having a plane anymore? Um, all these air shows that happen here in Oregon and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, they, they're banning the sale of new internal combustion engines. So if you, if you were, say, a rich person in Oregon, you know, like a Phil Knight, and you wanted to buy a new jet, you couldn't buy it in Oregon. You'd have to go somewhere else. We can still buy it. You just can't buy it in Oregon. Okay. Well, uh, I misunderstood what you were saying because I thought you were saying they were going to ban the use of internal combustion engines in no, Oregon. No, it's just the sale of new ones. They're not banning the sale of used ones, and they're not banning the use just saying you can't buy any new ones. Can't buy any new cars in Oregon or diesel engines, Art, if they are internal combustion by 2035. Well, okay. So that that does mean, though, that you wouldn't, if you needed to buy a new plane and stuff to do your business and everything, Jeff, because the one you had went belly up or you had an accident or anything, something like that, you could not you could not buy a new one. No, you couldn't. Not in Oregon. Now you could go somewhere else. And, and this rule doesn't prohibit you buying it somewhere else and bringing it into Oregon. Yet. You wait. What, They'll what do if, that next, Art. You wait. What a bunch of stupid laws, Jeff. I mean, you know. I know. It, it's just ridiculous. It, it's amazingly frustrating, and it's amazing that... We have allowed our school system to brainwash our kids to think that all of this is okay because we got to save the planet. Art, thank you. I got God bless, Jeff. Great story. Space. Thank you. Be blessed. Have a great day, Art. Good point. The Christmas truce of 1914 is a story many of us have heard, and it's well worth revisiting. This is from The Federalist. Folks, the, the war, World War One, was just a few months old. It was five months old. And astonishingly, on Christmas Day, Christmas morning, at 1 a.m., a lance corporal in the British 
Army said, wrote this, I was on lookout duty and one of the Germans wished me good morning and a Merry Christmas. I was never more surprised in my life when daylight came to see them all sitting on top of the trenches, waving their hands and singing to us. They were singing Christmas carols. They came together, traded cigarettes and Christmas souvenirs and drank to the king's health. And there's a picture here of the regiment had a a soccer match with the Germans who, and the Germans beat them three to two. He said, this other soldier said, after all this has been almost a happy, though strange Christmas, many sections of the front German soldiers set up candles and scrawny Christmas trees in their parapets. They may have been surrounded by freezing mud, but they would celebrate the birth, celebrate the birth of Christ. A Belgian soldier wrote this. He was not sorry to have spent the day in the trenches because he said the recollection of it will be ever of one of imperishable beauty. At midnight, a baritone stood up and in a rich resonant voice sang Minute Chrétiens. The cannonade ceased and when the hymn finished, applause broke out from our side and from the German trenches. There was an English guard who chose not to shoot Germans who came to his parapet. I mean, they were 30 yards apart in the trenches, folks, at midnight on Christmas Day. They celebrated the coming of Christ together. Isn't that astonishing? Audrey Gulick wrote this. She's a senior at Hillsdale College. She writes about history on Substack. Now, the reason I share that with you is because you're going to be likely at Christmas with maybe some people in your family or your friends who don't think the way you do politically. Maybe some of them have bought the lie that America is a bad place and that we got to keep feeding the Ukrainian war machine, which was a travesty to good on some of those Republicans who didn't stand up and give uh, Zelensky a standing ovation, ovation last night. Don't go to war with your relatives or your friends. Think about how during a real shooting war where people were viciously killing each other, they chose to celebrate Christmas. Now that was the last time that happened because as the war drug on, it just didn't happen again. Be blessed, each and one of tomorrow's Freedom Friday. We'll see you then. Stay warm and stay off the road. Somewhere.